welcome to this week's episode of Farmers Guardian's Over the Farm Gate podcast. I'm Senior Livestock Reporter Hannah Park and this week I caught up with Breed Society representatives after what looked to be a strong start across the board for the pedigree trade in 2023 at the February Sterling Bull Sales. Thoughts also turned to an appreciation for the event feeling as normal as it had done since 2019, with families and friends gathering to enjoy the occasion, which is another important part of events like this. Over the Farmgate listeners are being offered the chance to win £200 by watching a series of films showcasing New Zealand agritech. Climate change and growing world population are driving a period of rapid innovation in agriculture across the globe and New Zealand is on a mission to be at the forefront of change. We combine a deep respect for the land with advanced technology and powerful partnerships to create agritech solutions which can deliver real results for all climates, landscapes and production systems. Watch the latest video in the series featuring Waikato, Aitchison, Figured and Tipari at www.fginsight.com forward slash NZ Agritech. Auctioneers across the UK are reporting a flying trade across the cattle rings as the beef trade continues to be sustained by strong demand. It's been a strong start to the year too for the pedigree breeding sales, including the first and second round of sterling bull sales where we reported from this week. The general mood from breed representatives across the board was that it had been a good start to the pedigree trade for 2023, with demand for senior bulls particularly strong and commercial buyers prepared to take bulls to high four-figure or even five-figure prices. I caught up with United Auctions Group Director John Roberts at the end of the second sterling February sale earlier this week. John reflected on what this meant for the beef sector as the year gets underway and also touched on the change in format to the event this year, with the move to selling everything on one day, and whether this would continue in years to come. Okay, so I'm joined here by John, the Sterling Bull Sales. We've just finished the second round of February sales. Uh, John, it's been a good start to 2023 trade. It feels like it's been buoyant and there's been a lot of demand. A tremendous number of people here at the sales. Uh, Averages reflect uh, there's been a lot of good bulls here, especially the senior bulls have been very dear. Uh, although the Charlie average back slightly, you know, when you get into the realms of 8,000 of an average, that, that is determined to be a good sale. Mm. And the cemental clearance, 88% today, was pretty uh, good. Fantastic cemental clearance, uh, great trade amongst the, the senior bulls, which, you know, uh, tail, tailed into the, to, into the younger bulls as well. So there again, 88% clearance, odd bulls sold outside mm. uh, in booked in. Uh, so we've had a very, very, very good day. Yeah. And how does this sort of feeling compare to other February? sales it feels like it's been a good start this year do you think it's been a good been start good? To, been a good start to the year i think that the average reflect that reflect uh, that, that we've had a good start to the year uh, you know the tremendous number of people here yeah. uh, looking to buy quality stock and i feel that the peregrine breeders have, have produced a good show of cattle for people to yeah. to buy and that's another thing it feels like it's been busier and folk are sort of keen to be out and about it's felt probably the most normal it has felt since 2019 absolutely yeah yeah uh, it's very much it's been a you know not only a, a family day where you know mm. families have been sitting in the ring watching the, the cattle go through but you know it's, it's, it's a focal point in scotland now for 
for the, the farming world. And with the central location, you know, you can jump in a car from mm. just about anywhere in Scotland and be here in reasonable time, yeah. you know, down south as well. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of moving to the one-day format for the sale, how do you think that's gone down? I think it was a big step to do that, uh, but in the modern farming world, you know, time is of essence. There, there aren't the people mm. on, the, on the ground. I've had a lot of positive comments about the, the one-day uh, possibly uh, next year, depending on numbers, we might just do all the showing on the Sunday. I think that would maybe give people a little bit more time to, to look at bulls. Yeah. And I think the programme would uh, manage to fit that into the programme, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, just the the beef trade at the minute, it's, it's pretty buoyant and it's uh, yeah up 8 pence, 10 pence from various buyers. Um, is that sort of reflecting in the pedigree market and... Is that underpinning it a bit? I, th I think that the fact that it's reflecting in the store cattle trade, mm. is, there's more money in people's pockets to, to purchase good bulls. Uh, I mean, over the last you know 10, uh, sort of 30 years, there's been sort of every 10 years there is there has been a quite a significant jump in the cattle price, and we're, we're experiencing that it's now. The last time would really be you know the, the last in 2014. So really, the cattle are the price that they really need to be to sustain the numbers on on the land. After catching up with breed societies after the first sterling sale this month, the mood was generally positive, with a feeling from Robert Gilgrist at the Aberdeen Angus Society that strong demand was evident, with 11 bulls coming in at five-figure prices. Hi Robert, good to have you on today, thank you for joining us. Hi Anna, thanks for having us. Perfect, so yeah, as I say, just doing a bit of a roundup of the the trade at Stirling, just there, um, and the Angus trade, obviously. So, you know, how do you feel? How do you feel the day went? And uh, are you pleased with with the sort of overall average that was that was at the end of the day? Uh, look, Anna, um, we are we are really really happy with the way the sale went. Um, you know, it was a good good solid clearance. The uh, trade up to twenty four thousand is, uh, is is a great thing at this time of year, and, and you know, there's there's eleven bulls come in in the. In the five-figure mark for ten thousand up, it's it's been a, a really really good uh, really good sale, and we're a, aye, we're very happy with where we are. Mm -hmm. And the feelings of the the buyers and vendors around the ring. Do you think there was a positive positive feeling for as you say this time of year and the prices that were achieved? Yeah, no, I think it's. I I, I personally was just a bit nervous coming into the sale, just wondering what uh, what it was going to look like. The, you know the. the Cows are going off in, across the country, but at the same time, there was definite confidence there, and, and you know people were were bidding, and the, it was it was really it was really good. There was a lot of confidence sitting around that ringside, and, and I think also there's a, a new reality in terms of what people are willing to go to for a bull in terms of what they're willing to pay. Mm -hmm. And just on that um, on that sort of bulls hitting that those four figure sums there's quite a good number of bulls that hitting the, those sort of four five six thousand guinea prices do you think that's a reflection of the confidence in the beef market in general is that commercial buyers investing that bit more in their bulls yeah definitely i mean uh, you know looking at looking at who some of the buyers were yeah some of them are definitely uh, commercial guys going up to up to ten thousand Mm. Um, and it's it really is fantastic to see that confidence coming out and in, into the industry um, and yeah, I mean, you 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 kind of go back through through time, and you look at what what the beef price has done over the past while versus what bull prices have done, and I think we're just starting to get to a more realistic point on where it's at now. So, yeah, it's it's there's definite confidence out there, and 
I actually watched one commercial man take a couple of bulls to twelve thousand and, and didn't get them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's there's definite confidence there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's good to see. And and how do you think that the trade this February compares with with previous years? Are, are we in a good place? We're definitely in a good place. We're definitely in a good place. Average is up a couple of hundred mm. um, overall. And as I say, clearance are stronger than last year. Um, you've, it's difficult just to, to kind of figure out going back. You've also got the, the hiatus of 2020, and, and, you know, just with the, with the COVID year for things, mm. are just not quite so solid. But certainly, aye, it's, it's looking well. And if it keeps going the way it is in the future, we're, we'll be happy, happy folks with it. Mm. I think the clearance rates rates were pretty good across the board for this first February sale, so um, that's always that's always good to see. Yeah, yeah, no, certainly speaking to others, uh, other societies, yeah, definitely clearance has been good across the board. And mm. So there's the, there is some confidence out there, and I think it's it's good to see it uh, coming through. And you know, these these guys bringing bulls out is not a, not a cheap thing to do, so it's it's good to see that get reflected back into the value. Yeah, exactly. It's not a quick and easy job to do, is it? It's a lot of time and. And money invested into that, so yeah, good, good to see. The feeling from Mark Seven at the Beef Shorthorns was similar, with the feeling being that commercial buyers were driving some of the demand. Hi, Mark. Good okay. to have you with us today. Thanks for joining us. No problem. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Perfect. So, Mark is chair of the Beef Shorthorn Shows and Sales Committee. What are you, What are your feelings about how how everything went? Yeah, we uh, we had a fantastic week and. Up at Sterling, um, United Auctions always make us feel welcome. Um, we had a better clear last year with uh, three more bulls sold than last year and then with another six sold out of the ring after the set as well. So from that point of view, it, it, it were a good sale it was. Um, and we attract, seem to be attracting more commercial buyers, which is a potential where we can uh, see a lot of growth, I think. Yeah, so clearance rates were about sixty six percent. Is that how 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 does that compare to previous years? Yeah, that's just yeah, just slightly up with the, the ones that cleared after the sale. Yeah, um, but it's very similar. Yeah, we seem to be sort of hitting that plateau each year. We do so if we can improve that in the future going forward, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, and generally a good feeling from buyers. Uh, you mentioned commercial buyers, so um, are they sort of keeping that trade steady and and bringing that demand up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we, you know, with the Morrison scheme that we've got going, these commercial buyers are, are, are also wanting, they're wanting some uh, nice, easy carving uh, females that will rear, rear the, the milk. So they're a great crossbreed is the short odd for on the uh, Continentals. So we've just seen an extra boost in, in figures coming from the commercial breeder, um, which is good going forward because, you know, huge growth market is a commercial market. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And in terms of vendors, um, people travelling from 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 quite quite a distance still to sell at sell at Sterling. It's it's good to see. Yeah, yeah, they were uh, buyers, buyers from as far away as Cornwall, Devon, down in Kent, coming up town looking for bulls from Orkney and uh, and the top Isles of Scotland. So it, it brings a, a diverse selection uh, of buyers and sellers to Sterling. So you've uh, you've a good select of different animals that can do different jobs so it's good to see is that and then you know they've got plenty of choice which is what they need yeah yeah and the, and the female trade um perhaps not as many females forward as there has been in previous years at this sale yeah it um it seems to be a, a 
uh, a point now when we go to these sales that we're getting 100% clearance in the females nearly every time we are. So whether, we're, uh, you know, we, we just breeding more females, but they just seem to be that popular. Mm. You know, it's a fantastic clearance rate from with a good average, of, you know, so that may long, may <laughs> for a lot longer, you know, it's, uh, you know, mm. a great supplicate with a short on and a short on cross. So, yeah. yeah. It keeps the demand up there, doesn't it? Good, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I believe you had a, a good um, awards dinner as well this this time. You've uh, you had a good good end to the evening. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we're we're fantastic. We're Dean Green there presenting the trophies. Who did a fantastic job? And they were judging, um, and and the, this is the advantage of having a pedigree and commercial man doing your judge. You know, he's selecting these uh, bulls you know, that will go on and do a good job and they come and uh, present office and then we had a, an auction afterwards uh, to raise money for the uh, the Youth Development and New, and new Members Day. Um, the 200th print from the 200th bicentennial that we had uh, done, auctioned off. Lovely to see that just sold for just shy of uh, £2,000 to go into the kitty. Um, painting donated about three years ago we did um, and it was donated uh, by Basil Mann and it was a painting uh, that had been in the family for a long time and we, we sort of didn't really know what to do with the painting so the decision was taken to uh, to, to auction it off like and uh, there were fantastic uh, buzz about the room when it was being sold and, and, and this went for an amazing price for uh, £10,000 uh, which were absolutely brilliant but the story afterwards it captured you out even more because it turned out it was a step-grandson of the person who donated the painting to us, that that painting had disappeared, that actually saw it advertised on his website and come up to Sterling and bought it. So mm-hmm. he just rounded off an absolutely amazing night to a great weekend it did. Yeah, amazing story. And uh, I spoke to Ashley myself on uh, last week and he um, he said that he'd seen the painting advertised in the newsletter and and just thought he couldn't, he couldn't believe his eyes and he'd, he had to make the trip up from... Uh, from Northamptonshire to come and to come and buy it. So yeah, amazing, amazing that it's back with the family and with a and with a breeder and and back in the family where it originally came from. Yeah, it's, I suppose going back to when it was donated to us. I suppose this is the greatest outcome we could have hoped for, isn't it? Yeah, no, fantastic news. Yeah, yeah. so uh, no, it rounded off a fantastic weekend for uh, on breed and uh, and brought us by centim reels as two hundred years to a great end it did you know what I mean it uh, yeah. yeah we a fantastic event it was New Limousin Society CEO Alice Swift also joined me after their sterling sale earlier this month where clearance rates were particularly strong at 93% and also at their Carlisle sale the week following where this remained the case with clearance rates at 88% Alice also touched on the time and effort put in by sellers to get their cattle ready for sales, with it great to see consistently good numbers forward for sale. Okay, so I'm joined here by Alice Swift at the Limousin Society. Um, Alice, I'll hand over to you just to introduce yourself. Thank you, Anna. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, My name is Alice Swift. I've been with the Limousin Society since the 1st of November. Um, delighted to be in role. I've got a farming background, um, but also spent quite a bit of time in retail working for Sainsbury's Tesco and more recently Arla. Fantastic. So um, we're just summing up uh, the trade from the 
the few, last few pedigree sales this month. Um, Limousins obviously had their big day at Carlisle and then the Sterling Limousin trade as well. Um, both of those um, seem really positive, uh, Alex. What do you think the mood was from vendors and buyers at the end of, of that? Yeah, the sales were really positive. It was great to start the year um, with the Feb sales with a positive outcome. I think the the take-home headline was, you know, the clearance rates. The clearance rates were very impressive. They were up at 93% at Sterling and Carlisle followed up with an equally high rate of 85%. Um, so that gives us a lot of confidence that there's demand for Limousin um, and what was there sold really well. And what do you think is kind of driving that demand at the minute? Um, is a commercial buyers, have they got that bit more confidence in the market just now? I'd like to think that it is a sign of confidence uh, going into the year. Um, you know, the beef trade is strong. Um, you know, breeders' bulls were at premium, but it was underpinned by this solid commercial trade. And, you know, there were some lovely stories. The Marston family came out of nowhere. Um, they have been out of the game for about 10 years and, and they topped the market. And it was just a lovely, positive atmosphere, community feel, uh, watching Catherine, the daughter, lead the bull round and, you know, top the market at 45,000 guineas. So it was... Um, it, it, the whole day at Carlisle felt positive um, and pe- people went away with the spring in their step that this could be a sign of a good year ahead. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and how does this early early start to the year compare to previous years? Um, are, we in a, are we in a better place this year? Yeah, with the figures from February suggest that we are in a stronger place. Um, the clearance rates were up 8% at Carlisle um, and values up over £300 a head so that you know is a signal of confidence um there was a demand for the bulls the buyers were there um and that you know translated through into the positive figures uh, so no, it was overall really pleasing you know you never know what you're going to get um but certainly coming away from Sterling and Carlisle um I hope it you know is a positive sign that sales in May um are going to do equally as well so the um, obviously the preparation and, and and time that goes into preparing bulls for um, for sales isn't isn't a quick job, is it? Um, people are obviously still putting in that work, and there's some really really well turned out animals. Yeah, it's a huge commitment from the breeders, the limousin members. You know, put in months of hard work and graft, and it's kind of been a culmination of months of hard work and preparation. Um, going into these sales and it's lovely to see them rewarded with a strong trade and, and start the year with some confidence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, just in terms of, of beef suckler herds and in general, I mean, there has been talk for um, for a number of years probably now that, that cow numbers are declining. Um, so it's kind of promising to see that, that those commercial buyers are kind of keeping the trade you know they, they've got the confidence to invest in those six, seven, eight thousand guinea bulls. It's kind of um, it's kind of promising, I guess. Yeah, it, it's a real um, you know glimmer of hope and confidence. Yes, the suckler herd is declining, but those that stay in, I think, will have a bright future. You know, it's all about managing your costs and getting the right genetics onto farm so that animals pre- um, perform really efficiently. And I think that's where the demand limousine comes from is these you know limousines 
have got the genetics that can put down the daily live weight gains of a kilo a day. They can finish at 15 months and they, their kill out percentages are high. And that all stacks up for, a, for an efficient beef business. So I'd like to think that the demand is testament to the performance that we're seeing uh, limousines achieve on farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, just as you say, it's nice to to get those um, those sort of family stories in there, especially like, like you mentioned with the Marsdens coming um, coming out again, haven't been haven't been forward at a sale for a number of years, and then uh, top the sale, which is obviously a massive personal achievement um, for them, and and is and is great. So yeah, it's 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 that feeling, th- those feelings as well of like um, you know the, the social occasion and the the camaraderie that that goes with it as well. That's that's important. Oh, completely. And, you know, it was, it was a real family affair. And I think that's what's lovely about the industry. And that's why uh, we keep doing it. Some people think question, you know, farmers uh, sanity for staying in the industry when, you know, the cost pressures are so high, but it's just a wonderful way of life and the stockmanship and years of tradition, hard work um, and seeing all of that paid off uh, with, you know, positive sales results is, is so pleasing. It, it's lovely. The Simmental Breed had a particularly buoyant trade earlier this week at Stirling, achieving a record February average of 7,260 for the 97 bulls sold. Farmers Guardian Livestock reporter Katie Fallon caught up with him after the sale on Monday. So I'm speaking with Ian Kerr, reflecting on what was a tremendous trade for the breed at the second round of Stirling bull sales this week. So, Ian, how does yourself and the society feel that the trade went this year at Stirling? Well, Katie, we've come away from the sale really pleased with how the day went. We've sold 97 bulls, which was up by eight in the year, and they've averaged £7,260, which is a good record for the February sale, and up some £425 in the year. So it was a really good vibe over the couple of days, both around the show ring and the sale ring. Um, the breeders have got good rewards for bringing some first quality bills forward. So yeah, very pleased with the sale. Brilliant. And it was clear on the day that there was hardly any bulls which went unsold and a lot of bulls passing the clearance, like you had a really good clearance rate. So there seems to be a great quality of stock being represented by the breed at the minute. Yeah, again, we had an 88% clearance, which is tremendous on a big number. And, you know, over this last maybe 18 months, two years, we've seen a real bounce at the Simmental sales. And I think that is a fourth sale in a row now at Stirling, where we've had a breed record average. So some real momentum there. Brilliant. You know, on the day, the, the kind of bulls that we're seeing forward, bulls with plenty of length and width and some real good tops, Mm-hmm. Square, square over the plates with some good muscle down the thigh, good locomotion. You know, commercial guys and pedigree guys are competing for these bulls and bulls of that quality. They're, they're proven easily sold. Definitely. And that sort of leads on to the question of why the trade was so good this year. And obviously we're having a really strong brief trade at the minute. And going back to your commercial men, do you think the commercial buyers are potentially spending a bit more money on the bulls because of the strong beef trade, and that's what maybe underpinned you trade on Monday? Yeah, I think obviously the beef job's been really strong, and that definitely does give a wee bit of confidence. There's, there's no doubt that, no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, 
specifically Simmental, the breed it very much has been about uh, its maternal qualities. It's very much a bill that people are buying to breed these first quality uh, females. And yeah. from that point of view, kind of think people are looking at it in terms of efficiency and productivity. And if you've got that great foundation to start from and you've got these fast-growing calves with big weaning weights and a good age to slaughter, uh, then that's a really attractive package to commercial producers where efficiency is everything going forward. Uh, so if you've got that foundation female and then you're obviously getting these benefits of things like age to slaughter and mm-hmm. the, the grossiness in the calves, that's really quite an attractive package to commercial producers when efficiency is such a big buzzword for the forward industry. Definitely. And is it, am I right in saying that the Simmental breed have been the top breed for days to slaughter? In recent years? Yeah, that's what, uh, Katie, that's been done by AHDB and it's part of their carcass traits that are produced through their evaluations. Yeah. And both of the August and December 2022 runs, the Simmental breed has been right at the top of the tree for age at slaughter. So it's a, a, a real selling point of the breed. You know, obviously the, the quicker progeny can get to slaughter then it's less expenditure for the producer but it's also less in terms of uh, carbon emissions and overall efficiencies and that's got to be a positive the way the industry's going. Yeah definitely and it's certainly something which is I think on everybody's mind so it's it's been discussed a lot at the minute it's carbon footprints and, and how we can make the system more efficient so that in turn is obviously good for the breed. Absolutely and I think it's something that commercial producers are very aware of and it's obviously something that there's a a big awareness at the uh, retail level as well and therefore by association the processors. So from that point of view when you've got that level of efficiency within the breed and the breed can cross so well with other breeds uh, then I think in the forward industry it leaves Simmental's well placed and I'm sure it's a factor in why there's such a a growing demand for the breed as well. Brilliant and just reflecting on the day, what was the feeling amongst vendors on Monday? I mean, the trade was, was flying and it was a really positive breed for the day, so you must have had a, a lot of happy sellers and, and buyers. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, we cannot have these sales without the breeders bringing the quality bills. So yeah. I'm absolutely delighted for them that they've had such a good sale and I think it is reflective of what they're breeding. I'm a huge advocate of the auction mark and when there's such a good trade uh, at a commercial level at the moment, it's just another emphasis on bringing that first quality to these sales, and then they find their level just through market forces. So the, the breeders are getting returned for breeding some really good bulls, and obviously that gives them the signals as to what they need to keep bringing it forward sales. So it's it's a big well done to them for some sustained cynical sales. Definitely. Well, thank you very much for that, Ian. It's great to to speak to you and hopefully this strong trade continues throughout the year and throughout the rest of the sales for the breed yeah i really hope so katie and it's been great to speak to you as well brilliant thank you thank you very much charolais were the final breed through the ring on monday and although there was no center or breed record set as in 2022 society chairman alan drysdale was still confident there had been a strong demand for bulls and trade had fared generally well
I'm joined here by Alan Drysdale at Sterling Bull Sales, just wrapping up after yesterday's sale. Um, Alan, how do you how do you feel that the day went and and the trade? How do you feel that that was that was going? Um, yeah, hi, hello. Um, yeah, I think trade yesterday was 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 very good, um, backed up by a very solid commercial trade. Um, commercial buyers of confidence in the breed with um, recent store calf suckled sales um, been excellent and Charlie's topping the majority of the, the sales up and down the country for suckled calf sales producers are then reinvesting um, the money back into the breed um, I think it's great to see averages back ever so slightly on the year but last year was a record breaking sale and um, sent a record so we're Never really going to probably reach that in all honesty, but even though it just over 8,000 of an average, um, it was a very good sale, I think, for the breed, mm. definitely. So, this strong beef market that we're seeing just now, do you think that is filtering down into to the pedigree trade and giving commercial buyers, especially, that confidence to invest in the bulls um, for their herds? Yeah, definitely. Um, so certainly, what you could see yesterday, there was commercial men willing to go to five figures very on numerous occasions um, and they've been getting the money back through the store calves with a little bit of confidence so therefore of the confidence to re- reinvest back in a bull um, for their business going forward and I think the bigger thing for me is that the, the, the finishers are, are now getting the, the, the premium that they right, rightly deserve and, and need to, to make the finished product viable and sustainable and therefore um, that's passing back on to the commercial producer which is then in turn passing back to the, the pedigree producer um, as well which declining cow numbers at the moment is quite concerning but I think yesterday you can and, and throughout all breeds to be honest not just the Charlies you can see their the clearance rates across the board have been very good so there is still a very much of a demand for, for bulls and, and certainly Charlies would be at the top of that list. Mm. Yeah, and we did see that yesterday with a lot of a lot of bulls selling for those sort of ten, eleven thousand figure mark, um, and yep. and buyers prepared to just take take those bulls to five figures. Um, yeah, obviously reflecting that confidence in the market, as you say. Um, so clearance rates were down slightly on the year, but still still pretty good. Um, are you happy with sort of bulls bulls being sold? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's, we've got to be realistic. There is, as I said before, there is declining cow numbers. Um, so I think if you take that, I don't know how I wouldn't have the actual stats in front of me, but um, if you take the, the amount of cows that have, have, have went away in the last year mm. and you take the percentage less that what the bulls sold, it's, it's minimal, to be honest. But I think the biggest thing for me, over I can't really take in consideration yesterday, but year on year, up until recently, the Charleys have lifted their average, their, their bull sale percentage, 23% on calendar year. Um, so to me, that shows huge confidence in the breed, the fact that um, cow numbers are slipping, but we're actually making a bigger inroads to market share of, of these BCMS or, or, or commercial registrations. And I think that's what we need to target going forward. And I think it's, it's, it's great to see it, yeah. To say clearance rates back ever so slightly, mm. but if you take into consideration cow numbers, it's, it's minimal to be honest.
and that's it for this week's Over the Farm Gate. If you've enjoyed listening, don't forget you can subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, from all of us at FG, thank you for listening.